You're listening to Nick Luck Daily. This edition is brought to you by Fitzdares, by the Racehorse Owners Association, and by Thoroughbred Racing Commentary's Global Rankings. Hello, my name's Charlotte Greenway and this is episode 104 of the Saturday edition of the Nick Luck Daily Podcast on Friday the 1st of December. Now, we've already been dealt one blow in losing Newcastle's fixture tomorrow, where of course we had hoped to see Constitution Hill and Shishkin both in action. So let's keep our fingers crossed that the weather in Berkshire is kinder than expected to us overnight so that the Coral Gold Cup can go ahead tomorrow at Newbury. There were some notable performances there this afternoon from Hermes Allen in the Grade 2 Novice Chase and also Jericho de Reponet in the Maiden Hurdle. But of course, racing today won't have helped their cause for tomorrow as they weren't able to get all the covers down until after the last race, which was at 3.35. If they do get the go-ahead though, we look to have a really good quality renewal of the Coral Gold Cup, formerly the Hennessy. At the head of the market is Complete Unknown, who finished second behind Jerry Colom at Aintree in the Grade 1 Mild Maid Novice Chase at the end of last season, and his trainer Paul Nichols had his say on how he expects him to get on. We think he's got a lovely chance. Um, yeah, he's had a good preparation in one well at Newton Abbott on his debut this season. That was a while back. We just like was always going to be his stepping stone to this. And um, yeah, we're very happy with him. He worked nicely around there last week with Hermes Allen. Um, wouldn't want the ground getting any faster, really. Good to soft is perfect. Um, look, he ran very well at, uh, at entry on, on the same surface when he was second to Jerry Colombia. He was struggling a little bit with his breathing last season, had an op in the summer. Uh, you know, most decent horses that need to go on, on ground we just wouldn't want it fast, you know. Top weight with 12 stone in tomorrow's Coral Gold Cup is Grade 1 winner Ahoy Senor, who pulled up on a seasonal reappearance in the Charlie Hall at Weatherby, but he often needs his first run of the season. And this is what his trainers Lucinda Russell and Peter Scudamore had to say when asked whether anything came to light after that run. Yeah, I think, um, you know, he's like Carrot Rambley and... Well, actually, even more so than Carrot Ram, but he's always taken his first run to get going, and um, I think he, um, I think he, I think he'll improve massively. We, we talked the year before about maybe running him over two miles for first time, um, and just getting him going, but we just didn't have time for that. The ground never came right for it, so we ended up going for for Weatherby. But look, he's he's going to always come on for that. Um, uh, he is in great form, he looks great, his skin's good, he's moving well and uh, I think it's going to be a great race. We know that he likes it round Newbury. I think it'll be a super race for him and to get him back second race of the season. Uh, absolutely. Uh, he, as you say, he's, he's run some wonderful races around there before. You mentioned ground. Now, ground could be pretty decent at the, at the weekend. How crucial do you think that is? Because I've got my own views. Yeah, I suppose it's easier for him. Yeah, if he hadn't won the Cotswold Chase on horrible ground, I would have said, um, you know, he's better. He gets a bit of a bounce. He's by Dylan Thomas. He gets a bit of a bounce off better ground, doesn't he? And I think it helps horses that 
miss a bit. I mean, he's won at Aintree twice. We always think the ground is spring ground. So um, I don't think it'll, you know, as long as it's safe, I don't think it'll in- inconvenience him. And I suppose also better ground. I think it helps the top weights a bit. I think the softer ground, when the ground gets softer, I think it's more difficult for the top weights. But, you know, I mean, look, it's a seriously competitive race. Um in some ways it's an honour to have top weight in a race like that and um, you know say we, we can't really go to Kempton with him could have gone to Haydock last weekend with him I suppose but um, you know, he's not without a chance Sam Thomas has two in the race Stolen Silver and Our Power and when he spoke to Nick he was busy riding out and aboard one of them uh, on Stolen Silver uh, and uh, Our Power is actually upside so we're just having a little jolly around the fields. they've done plenty of work now and uh, are we to take it as a clue that you're giving yourself the ride on Stolen Silver, who is the shorter price of the of the two runners? Um, no, I mean I wouldn't read too much into it, other than the fact that I don't think anyone else would want to ride him at home. Nick is uh, pretty keen and uh, he's not the nicest, but. Uh, I don't mind. He's a very good horse, and uh, yeah, he's been very good to us. Uh, was really, really uh, impressive with Chepstow. Obviously, a bit of a, a depleted field with all the non-runners, but uh, the manner in which he stayed on over three and uh, relaxed was was really really pleasing. Uh, and, and what about our power? A slightly different profile. Uh, how's he going at, at home? Or what did you make of of his comeback run in that handicap hurdle at Newbury? Yeah, all fine. He was far from uh, ready, Nick. <laughs> um, you know, when we've had big targets, or well, certainly you know, last season, when we had big targets for him, we made sure we had him 110% ready, had lots of away days, and, you know, that was that was his target. So, uh, very different this season. Um, yeah, we, we, we left a little bit to work on. He's come out of it fine. He's not an easy one to judge in the fact that he's very uh, relaxed, but, yeah, we're confident he's done enough work, and, um, yeah, he, he should run his race. And so, of course, he's, he's a horse who's coming in here having not exposed himself to the handicapper by running over hurdles, Stolen Silver hasn't exposed himself because he he hasn't got any experience at, at a trip in excess of three miles. And he looked he looked like he was a completely different animal at Chepstow. Yeah, um, actually a little bit worried the fact that he was so relaxed, because uh, he's usually pretty, pretty mad keen. But uh, Sammy was quite uh, glad that he was, gave him a rest, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I think the fact that we were running him in two and a half and there's big handicaps, um, he's probably just putting him under too much pressure and we're never really seeing the, the true horse really so I think the fact that he's got that experience from, from running in his big handicaps over a shorter shorter trip should, should stand him in good stead you know he can line him up wherever we want uh, and we know he can take the hustle and the bustle of the race and um, yeah I think uh, yeah I've got to be got to be hopeful that we've got more to come um, so what changed what changed your mind because you'd been you'd been playing the same tune for about three years and then <laughs> or you and Nigel Twist and Davis had and then you suddenly changed it up well, in terms of stepping him up in trip? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, hindsight's a wonderful thing, but I suppose just, just watching him sort of being outpaced a little bit around Cheltenham probably opened my eyes to it. Um, I know, look, if you're ever going to get three miles, it's probably around Chepstow at the start of the season. The ground wasn't too bad. But I think, yeah, as, as you know, I'm probably more reluctant to step them up in trip. Um, I don't know why, really. I probably should do it more often because, you know, the way we train would would, would, would suggest that horses should stay for, for, from what we do with them at home. So, yeah, he, he certainly uh, certainly opened my eyes to it a bit more and we might do it a bit, bit quicker with some other horses in, in the future. Warren Greatrex runs last season's Topham Chase winner, Bill Baxter. And Nick asked Warren why he'd chosen this race as his early season target. 
the profile for a second season novice for the Coral Gold Cup is uh, is very good. So yeah, it was it was definitely on the radar. Obviously, last year we never ran him over three miles, um, sort of on purpose. Really, he, he was doing so well over two and a half. Um, and I just feel sometimes if you're if you're able to to keep to that, you'll you'll have more in the tank later down the line. Um, he'll definitely stay. Um, he stayed very well over two mile five in the top. And, um, he's in seriously good form. I'm very happy with him. Um, he, he seems very progressive, and I think the the step up in triple bring out quite a bit of improvement. I think so obviously the Grand National probably is the main target, and we've got to tick off the. Um, the things you've got to do and one is to finish in the first four over three mile for the season so that is an option and then we can move on from there um, and if <laughs> he might not jump off again so you never know do you <laughs> well exactly um, and uh, if you do go to Newbury which is clearly your favourite option if it's on are you going to be able to get James Byrne to ride him uh, I don't think so um, He, I think he's got to ride for Nicky um, and also 10-2 um, James is a very muscular lad <laughs> and uh, so he would struggle to do that weight so the plan is at the moment Paul O'Brien is coming to school him tomorrow I've been very impressed with him this season and um, he's going to come and have a sit on him um, tomorrow morning and we'll go from there so I think he'll be he'll be riding if all goes well tomorrow Jamie Snowden had hoped to send Garlaw to Newcastle for the rehearsal chase tomorrow, but that won't be happening. So he looks set to join his stablemate Dats Alright Gino in the Coral Gold Cup. And here's Jamie with an update on both horses, starting with Garlaw. Yeah, so um, obviously he had a phenomenal year last year. He won the Paddy Power. Um, he would have won the Skyback Chase up at uh, up at Dongster, but he came down at the last. And and you know he would have won two, you know, significantly valuable handicaps last year, which would have been incredible. Um, on the back of that, we were slightly left in limbo, and and it kind of derailed the season slightly. We had a shot at a, a couple of big races, um, and he probably wasn't quite up to that kind of caliber. Um, back in the handicap here, Shishkin obviously off a mark of 173 puts. Uh, Garlow off a mark of 153 off, off carrying 10 stone 7 in a handicap which you wouldn't necessarily think any horse rated 153 would be able to uh, get into any handicap off 10 stone 7 so um, the fact that Shishkin runs in this race certainly um, it gives him a, a little bit more of a chance perhaps because he's the only horse in the handicap. And that's alright Gino's a, a splendid horse really he invariably gives of his best but is he sufficiently unexposed, do you think, in a race like the Coral Gold Cup? Well, he, he, he improved £20 over fences in, in his Novice Chase campaign last season, um, which is, you know, it's a, a significant improvement from, from what he was achieving over hurdles. Um, he won a grade two at the back end of last season. Um, his comeback run this year was was in what I call the old round bumper. Um, they took out all the all the fences because of the low sun. So he, he never won a bumper in his earlier days. He wasn't going to win a a, a great a grade three bumper. Um, so he had a he had a bit of a blowout, which was great. Um, and 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 obviously we hope the fences are all in tomorrow. Stepping stepping up in trip is a bit of an unknown, but Gavin thinks there's there's improvement off his handicap mark stepped up in trip. So why not? Harry Derham is a trainer very much in form and if Newbury goes ahead tomorrow he'll be running Brentford Hope in the 215 Coral Intermediate Handicap Hurdle. He's one of the favourites and here's Harry updating Nick on how the horse is getting on at home. 
he didn't have a perfect prep for his uh, first start, but we wanted to get a run into him. Uh, he probably won that a bit too well. Um, Eleven pounds hasn't helped his case, but uh, he's definitely improved since that run. So uh, yeah, really looking forward to it. And it, it took him a little while just to kind of get the hang of the the hurdling game. He does seem to seem to have improved quite a lot for the break. Is that is that reality? Do you think? Well, we certainly thought so. So it was nice to see him do that at Newbury last time out. And we we think uh, we thought going into that race that he'd improve for it. And we think um, certainly looking at home that he has improved. So um, you know, I think probably the rest did him good. You know, th- we only got him in the middle of last season. Whereas this year we've had him from the start. We've done things our way from the start. And um, yeah, he's in, he's in really good form. I mean, it's going to be a tough race. It sounds like under control is going to be quite quite difficult to beat but um yeah i'm really looking forward to seeing my horse run now we won't see constitution hill in action tomorrow but this weekend we might see the horse that poses the biggest threat to him in this season's champion hurdle on Perry pass he's stepping out of novice company for the first time on sunday in ireland in the hatton's grace hurdle he routed his rivals in the ballymore at last season's cheltenham festival before following up at punchers down and racing manager to his owners simon Muneer and isaac suede anthony bromley discussed their hopes for him this season with nick this morning oh look he, he he's he's unbeaten for us um he's won his four hurdles uh he does look the unfinished article still, and that's what we're all excited about. I felt that um, Paul Townend and Willie were... I've never seen you win a group grade one at Punchestown by six or seven lengths easily, and yet you felt you got beat talking to Paul and Willie afterwards. I think they felt he was going to do a, something unbelievable at Punchestown, and it didn't quite happen. Um, but I think that just shows the the level of the esteem in which they hold the horse i think that was the way i took it on the day um he is i think he could be very good um but a new season and it's all a new it's a blank canvas again i'm i'm particularly worried about um gordon's horse in uh at the hatton's grace uh, tia hoopoo um surely uh, he won the race last year and he's favored for the stairs hurdle i think so it'll be a proper test on sunday for his first run of the season why why is it that that Willie or you or between you you've decided to to go to the Hatton's Grace over two and a half to kick off rather than just sticking at the bare two miles uh well yeah that's just uh, stable politics I think mm. um he had to get the two boys out state man and in Perry Pass it seems silly to give them their first runs against each other they were both entered for the Morgiana and we were told that it Whichever one came first, you know, whichever horse seemed the fittest the week before would run in the Morgiana, and whichever did, you know, it would just be literally on. He was going to wait and see their last piece of work and um, and do it that way. So we could have been running in the Morgiana last weekend. It's just the state man was ready, and you know he didn't need to go up in trip, but he was quite willing to do that. So I think that's what we were told a month ago. So it was it was up in the air as to which went where. Um, but I think it was always sort of, we know he gets two and a half, why not do it, you know? I'm, I'm, I'm jumping one step ahead of myself here, and apologies for doing that. But if it all goes well, is there any temptation to have a have a dart at Constitution Hill any time before the Cheltenham Festival or not? Oh, look, you're asking the wrong man. I know I'm the racing <laughs> manager, but come on. We know, we, you know, 
you know, in, in, in you know, in Willie we trust, and you just go with the flow. But you, you and I both know that that's not going to happen. Uh, Willie doesn't tend to bring those real top grade one horses over to England until till Cheltenham, um, and, and then you know, and then decides after that really what happens. But no, I would, uh, I would certainly couldn't see that one. Either of those horses coming to England to take on Constitution Hill before Cheltenham. Um, I mean, I imagine. Let's see what happens this weekend. But they might. But I mean, State Man and Impair might have to meet each other in the Matheson Hurdle at Christmas, I suppose. You know. The Hatton's Grace is the third of three Grade Ones at Fairy House on Sunday, with the Royal Bond Novice Hurdle and the Drimmore Novice Chase preceding it. The man who trains the favourites for both of those is Gavin Cromwell. And Nick spoke to Gavin yesterday and started by asking about Royal Bond favourite Encanto Bruno, who was impressive on his first start for the stable at Cheltenham back in October. Yeah, um, he's good, Nick. Um, uh, I, yeah, he is ready. We're, we're going back to two miles from two and a half at Cheltenham um, on his first run for us. Um I was surprised at the pace he showed that day and was quite keen and, and still, still won well. Uh, so, listen, yeah, looking forward to him. And he's got quite an interesting pedigree, this horse, as well, because although he's by Marla, who's a big stamina influence, he's he's from one of Miss Rousing's good families further back that's got some some pretty smart flat horses in who are mainly sort of mile, mile and a quarter horses. So you can see where that speed's coming through. Well, I have to admit, I didn't know that. <laughs> well, I'm glad I could be of assistance, Gavin. Thank you. Um, yeah, so maybe that explains it. But uh, yeah, he's very slick, slick to jump um, and clearly stays well, which you have to when you get to grade one level, you have to stay well. Now, you look through his profile and you think, well, this is this is surely a good ground horse. The going is officially soft at Fairy House. Do you think he'll get away with it? I think he will. Um Everybody's telling me that he needs good ground. Uh, I'm not certain, and um, I'm far from certain. I think he's going to be fine on it. Uh, we've had reasonable weather for, for over the last while. Um, I'm not too far from Ferry House. Um, the main track is in great condition. Um, and, yeah, I think he should be fine. And to what extent is that opinion informed by, by watching him move as well, by, by watching how he, how he gallops in the morning? Yeah, like absolutely. Like he doesn't. To me, he doesn't strike me as a as a daisy cutter that needs real fast ground. Um, I, I can't see it being a problem. Um, maybe you know we wouldn't be going on, on winter Irish heavy ground, but um, it's far from that now for Saturday um, or Sunday. Sorry. The horse, the horse you run in the um, in the Drinmore Novice Chase, the the two and a half mile Grade One, is a horse I absolutely adore. Uh, let's be clear about it. Having his his fourteenth run. He's not he's not high mileage for an eight year old. Um, to what extent are we scratching the surface, or or do you think we are where we're where, where we're at? No, I am. I'm. I'm well, look, I'm being optimistic, but I think um, he's definitely a, the future looks bright for him over fences. Uh, he was a good bumper horse. Um, won three bumpers and second and two bumpers um, behind two very good horses. Um, he missed. The following season, where he cracked his pelvis, and last season, um, you know, he had some very good runs. He's fought in the Albert Bartlett, fought in the Grade One and Aintree, and um, listen, since he's gone chasing, he, he's such a good jumper. He, we've come back and trip, and he travels and jumps really well. So, um, looking forward to the weekend. 
So keep your fingers crossed overnight and hopefully we'll get some action from Newbury tomorrow. Thank you very much once again for listening. Nick will be back as usual on Monday morning. Have a lovely weekend. Goodbye. You've been listening to Nick Luck Daily, brought to you in association with Fitzdares, the Racehorse Owners Association and Thoroughbred Racing Commentary. Thank you.